0: and welcome to for the record our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth you can listen to us every other thursday at 9 30 a.m on bff.fm or subscribe to the podcast at for the record podcast all one word.com this week we're talking about a new album by Swearin' called fall into the sun and it starts with a song called big change
1: clinch degree no conservatory just katie and me and whatever we are drinking to diminish our diplomacy if can't appreciate the art appreciate the air
2: wasn't super familiar with, although it features uh, Alison Crutchfield, who is partially famous for being in a musical family with her sister Katie and also had her own solo album. But now I'm finding out, oh, wait, she was in this band. They put out a couple albums and then it's been five years. They broke up for a while and they decided to come back with a new album. They're on Merge Records now. And it's sort of this exciting chance to discover a band a new for the first time it's a comeback for them but for me it's first discovery
0: apparently they had come together and decided to put out this album and then mac McCon of Superchunk, who owns merge records asked if they wanted to go on a tour with Superchunk. and they were like okay well i guess we need to kind of get get it in gear and like actually make this a real thing and so that was what helped drive them officially becoming a band again
2: a Mac, He's a, a great inspiration to artists. Yes. And yeah, just seems like the nicest guy. And I'm so glad because this record, it's such a fun combination here. I really like this opening track because it sort of musically feels like, you know, just kind of straightforward power pop. But then to look at it and it's just structurally not, there's no structure to the song. It's just Allison Crutchfield telling this, story about uh, being back in high school and hanging out with my sister and playing music, playing, yeah, playing music. And that's the one way that she found meaning in her life was that music and connection to others. And the only structure is what we heard there, where it's sort of this quiet first half of the song. And then they just cranked up all the amps for the second half and it becomes both more energetic, but also kind of darker. And I I like that the album has that sort of brightness, but also, the darkness and it's that kind of album
0: so the reason that they broke up originally is because allison crutchfield and kyle gilbride who's the lead guitarist were a couple and they broke up and so they officially broke up the band in 2015 and so this album is very much kind of looking back on their relationship and apparently they're friends now obviously and (laughs) enough to have a band together but there's a lot about looking back on their relationship and what's interesting is the message that's sort of conveyed is that she's the person who has moved on and gone on to greater things and her songs are much stronger and his songs are kind of stuck in a genre that you know, we'll just play the next one and you can make your own judgments about it. It's called Dog Pile.
2: I do get what you're saying about this having a very kind of throwback feel. There's something about his vocals that are, it's kind of reminds me of back in the 90s where there was a lot of music where just I could not get past this very nasal whiny kind of voice. Mm -hmm. And I think I missed out on a lot of good music because of that. And so this immediately takes me back to that time.
0: Well, also the guitars are very 90s sounding, not that that's a bad thing. But <laughs> no. um, yeah, I've heard comparisons to the breeders, and I think that's right on at least the guitar and bass.
2: Yeah, I like how rich the sound is here, because I guess they were a quartet in their earlier incarnation, and now they're just a trio with Alison Crushfield. Kyle Gilbride and Jeff Bolt on drums and so here I guess sometimes they're two guitars and here they have the one of them is playing bass Mm -hmm. and it's a really good sound and it's I think a nice chance to hear the drums have a really interesting role in this band where I feel like it's I think rhythmically not super varied but then he does, I think, some interesting like cymbal work that's very melodic. Mm-hmm. And I like that. It just gives it a very kind of airy feeling that lifts us up a little. And especially in a song like this, that's a little bit of a downer where he's just kind of like, oh, I'm feeling piled onto this dog pile. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I think it's ultimately a, kind of a hopeful song because it's like, yeah, things have maybe gone wrong and I'm feeling kind of down. And there's this feeling of like, for the first time in a while, I'm doing something. And yet, you know, hope springs eternal and, you know, maybe this is where I'm supposed to be and I'll just keep going and, and so that there's a certain it's not the most happy, but mm-hmm. there is some optimism here and it's mm-hmm. it's nice to hear.
0: Yeah, I, it's just the the contrast and the attitudes are what I, it really strikes me about this album. It's almost two halves, and there's the Alison Crutchfield songs and then the Kyle songs, and I feel like they're almost from two different bands, although the instrumentation, it gives it a good through line that you recognize that it's all from the yeah. same album. And but
2: I do I do like listening on good headphones on this song where like, oh yeah, there's some backing vocals. So she is kind of fleshing mm-hmm. out the sound nicely on this mm-hmm. one as well. But I but it is very much a, a polarized album for that reason. Yeah. And so after this song we swing back to the Alison Crushfield direction in a real uh fast song called Grow Into a Ghost. I write you
1: Ceaselessly and abstracted i like-
0: That song is such a as you would say barn burner i i think that she really has the best songs on this record there's another one called oil and water that i just really love that we'll play later but just the this driving beat and the chord changes and the way that the song just goes in unexpected directions and certainly her other band members are there backing her up with a lot of really interesting guitar work and drum work but it's definitely the songs that are written by her are much more sophisticated and interesting.
2: Yeah. There's a, there's a density to her lyrics here. That's I'm really impressed because it's, it feels heartfelt. It feels intellectually dense. There's a kind of syncopation to it. You know, I talked about how the drummer keeps it pretty even rhythmically. And I feel like here she's just skipping beats and the syllables kind of dance almost and yet it doesn't feel forced and the, the song really compresses a lot into a short time. I think this album as a whole it's what 11 songs, they're all about 3 minutes long mm-hmm. and this one takes 45 seconds to get going and yet she still squeezes so much in there. The songs never they don't feel short, they always feel just the right length yeah. and that they there's just a real economy of the songwriting here and it's also, I think, you know, I mentioned that they're on Merge and this song, I just, her vocal style in those verses just really, I got a strong Mac Macon vibe. Like the way she yeah. kind of accents her voice and just really punctuates certain syllables. Mm-hmm. It just feels like, oh, that almost could be a Super Chunk song mm-hmm. and in, in the best way. It's not derivative it's just it's it they feel they sound like a merge band <laughs>
0: and her lyrics i just really love the way they're abstract and metaphorical but in but they're grounded in literal descriptions of moments that allow you to hang your hat on what she's trying to get at and like this song it's the line about i just want you to come back and love me completely but then i watch you grow into a ghost and it's, uh, there's a lot of metaphor there but you understand what she's trying to describe yeah whereas i feel like the kyle songs are much more they're too abstract where you can't understand what he's trying to communicate and that made them more challenging for me
2: yeah i i was impressed by this one especially because that like i watch you grow into a ghost is so kind of deeply meaningful and yet the way she sings i watch you i watch you and it just almost becomes gibberish Mm -hmm. and it keeps being repeated in fact the song just ends with her singing it seemingly infinite times and you just what you just this vision of someone going off into the distance Mm -hmm. and that it's you know, she's, the song is very rooted. She talks about being in New York and seeing her old mm-hmm. friends. And then the one person she wants to be with is off in the desert somewhere. Yeah. And it's really visceral. Um, but I think kind of... an a, a, I saw it a nice inversion because I guess in real life, they were in Philadelphia. And then she said, okay, well, I'm leaving. We're breaking up and I'm going to L.A. Mm-hmm. And, and he I,
0: just stayed there in the same house in Philadelphia.
2: Yeah. And so, you know, L.A. does... It doesn't get the title of the song, but the song is called "Untitled," and then in parentheses, "L.A."
0: I like that you made parentheses with your hands there for, for you listeners. That's what Adam they was can doing.
2: totally see it. song has such a delightful structure to it. Now, I talked about an earlier track where it took a really long time for the first verse to kick in. Here she starts singing almost immediately but then there are these long sections between verses, even inside of verses, where it's just instrumental and it really, it breathes and it kind of gets layered more and more with the guitar. The bass is super melodic. The drums are just, the cymbals are going nuts and it's it should just be sludge. And yet it feels very pretty with all of these different sounds f- making complete sense and all working well together. And it just, I, I really enjoy these intramural sections. Like they're really so well done.
0: There's also more than one song on here where there's a female backing vocal. And so I don't know if her vocals are double tracked or if you look at I was just looking at older band photos, and there was a fourth woman in the band. I wonder if she just kind of dropped in to do some backing vocals on this record. But it really adds depth to her voice. She's got such a charming voice. And as we mentioned, her twin sister is Kitty Crutchfield of Waxahachie. And so they're clearly both very talented, very different styles of music, which is nice. But they both have a very distinctive voice with just the way that she pronounces words i think is is very charming
2: yeah it's song is such a nice it's just these little snapshots and just that sense of how going to a new place isn't fundamentally changing where you're at psychically Mm -hmm. and how just this entire sense of like i these great lines like i look at you and i see this whole city and la is so huge and you think like oh this is a place i can get away from my past Mm -hmm. and yet the memories just loom large and it's really the, the sense of someone who is pretty young still but making a lot of progress on figuring it out yeah so the next track we'll play is back into the Kyle Gilbride column it's called
1: Treading Treading Treading
0: One of the one of the songs that, are, that seem to be intentionally paired together where they're thematically... There's one song from her and one song from him and they're thematically similar. The last two songs are an example and I think the first two songs and also these two, Untitled, L.A. and Treading. Whereas with L.A., she's moving on to a new city and she's kind of coming to terms with what that means for her life and he's just stuck in the same place treading water.
2: Yeah, I really like though that the the treading water there's a certain ambiguity to it that's uh, appealing because this entire like why do i fight it giving up feels so unnatural and it's like is he trying to give up or is he fighting the urge to give up and i'm not quite sure and maybe he's not sure either and to see you know to see your former partner going on to bigger and better things and you're just still in philly
0: but i mean truthfully we can't really know what the song is about because that is one of my big issues with his songs is that the lyrics are so obscure that you can't it's it's unclear what he's actually describing i mean the the first verse is treading water is the sound i'm familiar with the sanctified sea is turning sky into a gathering fuel for the fire they feed like what does that even mean
2: it means he's he's not doing so well and i guess that's that's what i'm really feeling and in some ways the lyrics you know i talked about this voice being something that kind of drove me away from a lot of music back in the 90s and his sort of message of just like meh, meh, my <laughs> life is hard i'm just treading water uh-huh. and it's almost self parody in a sense but uh it's still i I appreciate how that sort of whininess is balanced with just the super sludgy guitar Mm -hmm. and it's just so forceful even as he's being sort of anti-forceful so in its own way it's it's got some nuance but we'll move on to the more interesting next song and that's called oil and water
0: I love this song so much. This is my favorite track on this record. It's just, there's so much packed into it. And the high, I like. I always like a high, what do you call it? That high kind of needly guitar that. I
2: I don't know what to call it, but (laughs) now I just know to call it that sound you just made.
0: But it's just the way that she, her pacing with the lyrics and the way, as you mentioned before, she's kind of like a little bit off the beat or like runs over the beat. It's so expressive and it makes it so relatable and I feel like there's just enough abstraction in the song that you get you understand what she's getting at and kind of what it's like to fall back in with somebody who knows you so well who knows the whole history of your life and how kind of consuming that can be but it's abstract enough that it's it's interesting it's not just kind of telling a story
2: yeah I like that there's sort of different This basic idea of oil and water is very... Oh, the duality that won't mix. And it's like, oh, that's the two people are the oil and water who don't mix. But then they both breathe underwater. It's just a sort of like we, we share kind of this history and this like almost mystical power from that connection. And also the duality of like, oh, I'm splitting my life in two before and after I met you. And it's like, even though they're broken up, she still... That meeting and them being together is like the defining thing of her life, which is a hell of a thing to say and gives us at least a hint of an idea of how they're able to be in a band even after the breakup because they have that respect for each other, even if it didn't work out romantically. And so there's just that tremendous, there's a sweetness to it. And I... I,
0: and it's so, it's so pretty and melodic, but it's also got that dissonance. And I think we faded out over the part where there's kind of that dissonant guitar. And it, it, it just adds a little bit of complexity to what almost could be a pop song.
2: Yeah, I like that there's sort of the two different guitar styles, where there's one that's a little more kind of percussive and kind of rollicking, hiccuping. And then we kind of went there into one that was maybe maybe a little deliberately detuned but more kind of even in its tempo and the the contrast between those is nice too and i think that we continue to get some both the idea of duality and some uh kind of slightly deliberately wonky guitar work in the next track we'll play which is called smoke or steam kyle gilbride's singing voice is so crazy that it made me think the guitars were wonky but no it's he just makes everything feel off kilter and on one level this is another song where it's just like oh i'm still kind of stuck and it's like trying to get over someone and maybe like going out and partying with his nightlife friends which i think is such a great phrase but i do appreciate at least the hints of wisdom here that just is it smoke or steam? Is it like, is it just destruction or is it something that's going to move him forward? And It's mm-hmm. a good I, analogy. I'd like to think that he ha- he can figure that out.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really interesting how much of this album is kind of her statements that are independent of him a lot of the time of just about her life and how she's moving on. And his response is just kind of like being stuck and not really going anywhere. And I think that's reflected in the different levels of musical talent. And I had heard them compared elsewhere uh, to rilo kylie which i think is very apt where you had jenny lewis who has is such a great voice and is such a mu- musical talent and then blake senate who i think was her boyfriend at, for a time and is the less talented one and who would only do vocals on a few songs and those were always the songs that you would skip but i i think i think th- there's more equality here but there's definitely a difference of of talent level well, so,
2: It's it's pretty great hearing both of them though and Yeah so,
0: And he certainly offsets her in an interesting way He makes her songs more interesting
2: Yeah. So we go from him back to her For the penultimate track and this, it's,
0: Yeah this really I think should have been The last track but it's it's her last track It's
2: called Anyway
1: love again. You are angry at me And I get it You have every right to be I broke a promise Betsy unconditional love only exists in movies Your love for me was a remedy A bright white light you followed idly And for better or worse you have never met anyone like me before Between heaven and earth there's death and rebirth plane where we couldn't breathe. So we cut our losses and take a deep breath, accept what is left embedded on someone else. And in the light of morning, remember, it never would have worked out anyway, anyway.
0: So great if that is how the album had ended. I wish that had been the last track.
2: And it's interesting. I think I can imagine that could be the last track, but it would be a very different experience because giving her the last word and this is just her and an acoustic guitar, I could imagine. Her without the rest of the band doing the song, she's probably playing guitar and
0: well, but there, there's again a backing vocal, and I don't know if that's her. Or but it's else.
2: it's sufficiently subtle though that yeah. I'm just gonna say this is Allison Crutchfield s- taking the stage, saying everything she has to say. It's not the band, and it's I think th- this album is about the two of them, and it I think that it wouldn't be I think the strength of the album. Is that it has these pretty densely structured songs from allison crushfield but it gains counterbalance it gains i think emotional heft from having cal gilbride who is stuck and upset and he's i think not as able to say oh i'm wiser now it's like no i'm not wiser now i'm still kind of upset mm-hmm. and the album is i think more challenging because of that but it's also richer because of that and so i think that i i would like to hear i think it's almost two different albums there's mm-hmm. like the album that ends with this song mm-hmm. and then there's the album that says no 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 we're giving Kyle one more chance <sighs> and i to cut loose and the last track on this album is i think it's it's like almost a barn burner where he's upset he's it's faster it's aggressive and I, that's what's so fun about this album it's two different things it's oil and water that shouldn't mix but I think it's it's better with both of them than it would be with just either one alone
0: so we're gonna go out with that last track which is called Future Hell and you've been listening to For The Record and we've been discussing the Swearin' album called Fall Into The Sun thanks for listening
1: we passed the bucket.